Look at I mean, I, I don't think we made any secret of it all along that at uh, Division One was big for us. Uh, and uh, the next step, once that was put to bed, the next step was was Leinster final. So that's where we're at right now. So everybody is reasonably happy. Yeah, you're in the Leinster final, and it's not many semi-finals that are won by 11 points. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was being brutally honest. I'd say Leash were a little bit. I think we're flattered by the scoreline. There was there was times Leash had us uh, under a little bit of pressure. Uh, Andy makes a, a great save at one end, and we go up the far end, and we get a score. So you know, that's that's you know, games can turn a little bit on on, on situations like that. So I think the scoreline flattered us just just a little bit. Well, the five-minute spells each t- each side of uh, half time, two goals for Mead before half time in that five-minute spell, and then Andy Colgan's great save from Paul Kingston at the start of the second half, absolutely vital. Uh, a big impact on the outcome. Yeah, big impact. A big impact. Uh, I mean, I think at that stage the gap was down to maybe four points. If that had gone in, you know, you're talking about a one-point game and. Who knows at that stage? But uh, you know that's that's Andy's job. That's what he's there for. It, it doesn't surprise me that he makes uh, that he makes a save like that uh, because that's that's what he's been doing. And uh, I'm, you know, of all the, of all the guys on the squad, I, I'm not sure sure he gets the credit he deserves at times. Well, in the first half, first 20 minutes of the game, it wasn't the best of football to watch. We just been. Yeah, letting Leash run themselves out with the way you were set up and defensively and the way that they were playing the ball across the field, etc. It was, wasn't the best to watch and you still had only one point, or, uh, Mead had only one point on the board for so long. Yeah, that wasn't part of the great plan, let me tell you, but uh, it, 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 it panned out that way and I'm not too sure why it panned out. I mean, Leash had brought players back so maybe they were getting out, out too easy with the ball, getting too much easy possession. Uh, we'll have to look at that. So. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm aware it was it was very low score, and after 10 or 15 minutes, there was probably only two points on the board. Uh, now I think we we were a bit sloppy with some of our you know when we did break out, uh, some of our deliveries into the into the forward line didn't go to hand, and it, it might have made life a little bit easier for us if we were a little bit more accurate. You changed things up a little bit uh, from the team select, the team that was announced, uh, Tomas O'Reilly, and Sean Tobin replaced by Ronan Ryan, and James Conlon. Um worked out. Pretty well because uh, James Conlon, Ronan Ryan, had major impacts. Yeah, I thought I thought Ronan had an excellent game at at, uh, at six. Uh, they they dropped back their centre forward. He, he he plays in a in a deep role and gets a lot of ball, and it allowed Ronan to block up that area there. And I think that's one of the reasons that that they struggled to uh, to get any clear shots at goal. And first, I thought he did his job excellently well and. Uh, Obviously, Banty got on the on the score sheet a couple of times. I'm not sure what he got in the end. Five, five, yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> and and uh, Donald Cogan winning that ball against the odds, uh, really. But it was has to go down as poor defending that he took advantage of poor defending by Leash. Yeah, poor defend, poor attacking by us. I think it was a sh- it, was, it was it was a poor shot, a poor shot option, uh, and and. Uh, you often see that a hanging ball like that, and nobody's really sure who's going to go for it. And uh, in all fairness to Kyogi, uh he's never going to be one who's going to shy away from going for the ball. So uh, to get to get the penalty was uh, was important. And then obviously Mickey uh, showed uh, well. He showed what he is. You know, he stood up, and uh, despite a lot of uh, aggravation either side of him, he stuck it away very well. And two goals from Brian Menton as well, a major contribution. Major contribution, yeah. I mean, look at it, he did. He got on the end of moves. He probably, 
he's probably gone through games where he's handled more ball, but uh, he had a big impact on the game. Uh, he, he, he timed his run perfectly, and uh, it was nice to see. Uh, certainly was, you know, he made the last 15 minutes a little bit easier when he got the, the, his, his second goal. Are you better prepared now for an answer final than you might have been had you qualified for it last year or the year before? Like? Ah, I mean, I think we're better prepared by, by, by virtue of the fact that uh, we're at it a little bit longer, we're, we're a bit fitter, we're a bit stronger. Uh, I'd like to think maybe our game plan is, is a little bit further advanced, so, you know, yeah, I suppose it's the answer. It's a great debut for James Conlon. Oh yeah, look at but I mean that, that's been coming. Uh, he's been he's been very patient. Uh, he's he showed very well in training pretty much all year, uh, and he's he's as I say he's been very patient, and uh, we just felt that that uh, you know uh, the way he was going in training that today was the time to you know he's earned his stripes and, and, and let him out there and see how it works and obviously it worked well. He's a score coach. They're valuable guys to have when they come through. When they get them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, look at I mean, yeah. Uh, I know he has to. When, when speaking to him, he has to. He has to develop other sides to his game as well too. But, but I mean, for a guy making his his debut, you know, in a senior. Well, not quite his debut, but his his, his championship start uh, in Crow Park <coughs> in such an important game. I'd say most fellas would sign for that. There'll be a level of pressure on him in the next day. Do you think he can kind of live with that too? Well, he's going to have to, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's 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 the deal. You 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 show up well, and and people uh, take note, and he'd probably just find the next day a little bit more difficult again. So, that's that's uh, every time we progress, uh, the standard goes up. So, chances are it'll probably go up a couple more notches over the next day. You got a fancy, yeah. I mean, I think I think. Uh, uh, you'll hardly see either of the two teams there. They're probably not quaking in their boots. I mean, you know, the, there was good bits to our game today, but there was some average enough bits to it as well. I thought. If you were to be ultra critical, what, what do you look at? What do you plan on working on in the next few weeks? Well, I thought we were a little bit slow out of the blocks, as when, you know, Brendan was saying there. I thought that you know, uh, I thought we conceded, uh, we conceded uh, a good bit of the pitch early on, which wasn't really what we had in mind, but. Uh, uh, that's one part of it, and then I thought in the last in the last ten minutes when maybe the game was gone past, I thought we got sloppy. Uh, I'd say we had more wides in the last ten minutes than we had in the previous sixty. It was eleven wides altogether, and probably three or four chances maybe dropped short. Is yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's just being a little bit careless and a little a little bit uh, a little bit sloppy. And I thought we got sloppy at the end. You know, some of our shot selection was poor, and then when it was the right selection, we were just a little bit casual about it. So. It's good to have these things to work on, I suppose, as well, and rather than of course. coasting through. Definitely wasn't a perfect performance. So, I mean, there's loads of things that we can improve. Okay, how are you doing? This is a, a different intro to our Talk A Good Game podcast this week. Uh, you've just heard there from Mead manager Andy McEntee after last Sunday's Leinster Senior Football semi-final victory over Leach. Um, Andy spoke to the Assemble Press, so you would have heard questions asked by LMFM's Brendan Cummins, by the Evening Herald's, or the Herald as it is now, uh, Connor McKeown, also Paul Keane, who does, who's from Kilmessen and does a bit for GA.ie, and yours truly, I'm Fergal Lynch. I threw in a couple of questions there at the end. So, um, joined in studio, as usual, today by Jimmy Gagan. Jimmy, Fergal. you're very welcome. Thank you, Fergal. Uh, you could hear uh, Andy there 
he was saying it was a less than perfect performance or by no means a perfect performance and that there was plenty to work on. It's a, probably a good way to be walking out of Crow Park after a Leinster semi-final, uh, an 11-point victory over Leash and still feeling you know, less than satisfied. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, a, it's a, an indication of uh, the sign of progress. You know, anytime you're going up to Crow Park to play a game, I suppose that, that in itself is an indication that you're going in the right uh, direction. Um, you know, you're going up there for a big game. And it's, um, Sunday's match was a big game. Yeah, I, he also he also mentioned there about how Mead were stronger than last year, he felt. Yeah. You know, so that's another indication that... Uh, that, well, that, was, that was one of the questions Connor asked him about... Um, are you better prepared? Yeah, are you better prepared stronger, this year? Yeah. And and he seemed to think, yeah, they were, or he'd like to think that they were. Uh, <laughs> how much, how significant that will be on a Leinster final against Dublin? I don't think it really matters well, look, how well prepared. How you know that's all he can do is is take it step by step, uh, make one step forward, make progress, and you know Division One, that, uh, securing a place in Division One, that was. The primary aim earlier on the year, as he said, uh, yeah. as he said, get to a Leinster final. Then, so he's obviously gone through various stages. And um, look, Fergal, that was uh, they're in a Leinster final. It's the first time since twenty fourteen. Yeah, oh ye of little faith. I must, uh, I must interject here with oh ye of little faith. We did a uh, talk a good game podcast live in Crow Park, and Jimmy, you're fiddling with the microphone there, and it'll fall over. And <laughs> we have it sorted. We, it we have it sorted. But we did a talk a good game live podcast from Crow Park on Sunday with uh, the We Are Meads. David Rispin joined us as well, and also on last week's show you were just saying oh you know semi-finals are about winning and just about getting over the line which I perfectly understand but it was our third division three team in a row and it did need a bit like following on from the Carlow game it did need a statement to be made and I think a statement was made there was an awful lot of doom and gloom I thought a very negative um, not attitude a very negative atmosphere after the game on Sunday I know the attendance wasn't great uh, the crowds weren't there to support them, but you get that in the bowl. As you said just before we came on air there, there was still nearly 38,000 in Crow Park, which probably made it one of the largest attended sporting events in Europe. So maybe we're being greedy just because Crow Park's well, in 85,000. Yeah, but I would yeah. say that 38,000 was there for in Dublin maybe yeah, yeah, uh, came yeah. out to play, but it, it certainly weren't there. I mean, oh, was the, there 14, 15,000? The, the atmosphere, yeah, well, yeah well, it was funereal, you know, you could say that. Uh, it was. It was. Can you spell that? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all our listeners know what I mean. Right. <laughs> and um, I, I'll, have, I'll explain it to you later on. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah do, yeah. But, uh, off air. Off air. But uh, look, uh, you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it, I mean, was it? T- maybe. Maybe you. You wouldn't see ten thousand there. Okay, Crow Park. Yeah, you would. Uh, but uh, I did. I must say, I did expect a little bit more. I didn't expect more supporters to be there for the start of the meet game. Um, it. I think it underlines the what I would describe as a crisis. Now, the, the crowd, as it turned out, 36,000. But we, we, uh, as you point out as well earlier on, one of the, the best team in the country was playing and the, the best supported team in the country was playing that, you know, on, on Sunday and and uh, basically playing on their home pitch. So, you know, you would expect... Well, if... You if, would expect at least 40,000, you know... If Mead... If Mead um if there was 14,000, 12, 14,000 in for the Mead Leash game, how many other games at the weekend had 12, 14,000 at them? I'm, I'm, I'm asking that question genuinely. Um, I won't say too many. 
Yeah, okay. It's a fair point. Uh, a thirty-five euro ahead. Thirty-five as well. euro. Yeah, that's Gee, what I was. That, that's what I was here. told. But uh, I mean, well, I I don't like harking back always to the good old days. Yeah, good do. old days, yeah, you, you do. know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but look, you know, there there is an element there where. You would have uh, there would have been much bigger crowd for yeah. a Mead Leash game. I'm you know okay. Let's let's hark back to the good old days yeah. to 1991 Mead Leash in the Leinster final. I but know that was that, a Leinster final. Yeah, it was and a Leinster final. Occasion. Cup Park was nearly full that day. Yeah. You know and uh, but uh, okay. Let's let's fast forward again. Uh, it's still a, an aspect where you know teams are you know th- there is still a crisis there. Fergal that I would describe as a crisis where. People are becoming disillusioned with it's either because of the the prices they're charged, it's are, either are, because of the quality of the football. But there are there are there is a lot of dis- disillusionment out there. I mean, you would think you would think been priced out of going to games. Well, I I mean, you're talking about thirty five thousand, thirty five um, euro per head for an adult. I don't know what it is for a child for a youngster. It's probably uh, only. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 15. 10 for under 16. So you bring two two youngsters, say, to a yeah. game and yourself. You know, what's that? You're, you're good at maths. You can, yeah. So you're 70, 80 euro gone. 100 euro easily parking more. Yeah. Um, so, uh, But aside from that, you know, some a lot of parents are still responsible for kids that are over 16 years of age. So if you're, if you're two adults and you're bringing your two 16, 17 year old kids to a game, that's four thirty-five euros, which in, in anybody's money is one hundred and forty euro. So, for a Leinster semi-final against Leash, meet Division Two, well, meet or Division One now, Division Two, Division Three game, followed by I know you say, oh, we're getting two games on the double bill, yeah, but the second game was a fifteen-point drubbing, an expected fifteen-point drubbing, so one-sided that you would have nearly paid to get out of Crow Park instead of having to sit there and well, watch Well, that's, that's part of the problem, though, isn't it? So 140 because euro the, the, the games, games have been so one... Are, I mean, part of the problem is that of Dublin's dominance. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what the GA... The GA can't really... Well, what can, what can they do about that at the moment? But but um, I, I said it to an official, a, a Leinster Council official, that it's 35 is too much for people, and he pointed to the stadium. Yeah, you know, he said this has to be fair, which is again uh, fair enough. Fair but enough, but but, um, yeah. Yeah, but well, a lot of people are being put off by that, and we should we should uh, the GA I think we'll have to look at that again because uh, it really looked bad when I saw it on TV later that night. The highlights, the the, the few highlights that were shown, yeah, yeah. Uh, it really looked bad. Anyway, well, could we can harp on about the prices and the admissions and the poor standard of football in Leinster. And uh, the whole lot. actually, I think the poor standard of football in Leinster is a little bit uh, unfair because there's been some very good games in Leinster this year. Um, if if you take like Mead Offaly game was quite a decent game, that's because Mead played poorly yeah. and Offaly raised the standard, but it was exciting, it was entertaining, and for large parts of the Mead Leash game, oh, yeah. the standard of football was excellent. Some of the scores taken mm. by both sides were outstanding. Mead's two goals, Mead's two goals, Brian Menton's two goals were outstanding in their application and their execution. Brilliant goals. Brilliant goals, yeah. Uh, I don't think the quality, nobody's uh, really... The quality of football um, among some teams is very good, Fergal, outside Dublin. It's just a one-sided nature of these games. Uh, But the quality of football is quite good, yeah, yeah. You look at the Munster Senior Hurling Championship that they were raving about last year and what a great thing it is now. And you see Waterford and Clare shipping Hydens now mm. every week. So, you know, a golfing class the, can develop. And, there's and at least three teams there. For, you know, you have Cork, Tipperary, Limerick. 
uh, they're vying for the top position. So they, they're, at least they have got competition. They have, they have. And, and that makes good. But last year, there was, it was so tight between all five teams. But I'm just saying is that, okay, you've got one team that's head and shoulders above all the rest in, um, in Leinster. But between the next four or five, it's quite a, it's quite an exciting championship, and maybe again that's what what they're talking about a tier two championship. But Mead wouldn't couldn't be considered a tier two team, and Kildare no, wouldn't be couldn't. considered a tier two team, and yet Kildare were bet by fifteen points by Dublin. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, well, I, this tier two championship look, it has been tried before. If you're going and to go I, with tier I, one and tier two, I don't think you have a, You know, I don't think it's a runner really. You know, if you're going to go with tier one. What do you put in? Just four teams into it? You know, like how <laughs> ridiculous would that be? That's absolutely yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But look at. Getting back to, to the game on Sunday, um, it did look at one stage, and, and I turned and I said it to, to you guys after about five or six or ten minutes maybe of the game, when I turned and said to you, look, at, we could write the opening paragraph here that Mead, uh, Mead claimed a narrow victory over Leash with, uh, with uh, Seamus Lavin's second, point, second minute point proven to be crucial. Um, in that first quarter, it did look to be as if it was going to be an attritional game, a game of uh, defences and who could come out on top. But Mead defended superbly against the Leash team that dominated possession in the first quarter. They they rode the storm, they they came out the other side and produced some brilliant football. Defensively, yeah. they were excellent, Jimmy. Well, I think, Fergal, you have to look at the Mead performance say from the 20th minute on to the la- until the last 15 minutes in that period of time it was very very good it was uh, full of attacking football the, the passing the link play the right. running into space the goals underlined that the way they opened up the um, the leash uh, defense but uh, but you know for the first 20 minutes i think we were joking it, it was 1-0 yeah, you know to uh, saying, to yeah. me so i think we were jo- this could be uh, i was thinking of arsenal's grade 1-0 to the arsenal yeah. this could be 1-0 to to the royals or something like that um uh, you know, so they didn't play that well. well the but but you have to understand as well that this was just um, the me team is full of young players, uh, and it was a very it must have been a very nervy occasion for them. Well, the first fifteen minutes of the second half was quite poor from me point of view as well. Uh, when you think that Leash got in for hit, they hit the crossbar. Donny Kingston uh, hit the cross. I think it was Donny hit the crossbar. He definitely forced Andy Colgan into a brilliant save. Yeah, uh, an outstanding save, and there was another more routine save for Andy, where there was a shot kicked straight down his throat, but it still had to be saved. So Leash got in for three goals and kicked a couple of wides in that spell when there was only five points in hit, it. Hit the bar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after Andy's the the really memorable save, the really good one, uh, when there was four points in it, I think at that stage, if that goal had gone in, there would have been a point. Instead, Mead broke, went down the field, and Brian Menton got his his second goal which all of a sudden put seven points between and that was game over. Yeah, well, Leash showed a lot of inexperience. A, a lot of, I know they had, they've got guys there, Kingston, Munley, these boys, but I mean, they, they have they had also a lot of young lads uh, playing probably in the Crow Park for the first time uh, and they showed a lot of inexperience in, in the way they they maybe took an extra pass out of a movement when a score was on. All the and, uh, you know, meet, meet, and, and I'm actually going to go to... Uh, an interview now in a second because Mead too had a lot of inexperience on the field but one of their uh, championship debutants I know he, he came on in the championship but James making his first start no I'm going to talk I'm talking about Ronan Ryan oh yeah uh, was parachuted in there at centre back with the injury to Parik Harnan and Ronan came in and did an outstanding job what, what a, yeah. what a I, performance making his first appearance first start in Crow Park 
uh, sorry, first Leinster Championship start in Crow Park. Of course, he started in the league final against Donegal. But to to come in and, and produce a performance so composed and way beyond his years in terms of experience, yeah. I thought he was outstanding in the first half. Well, running in what, 2021, you know, he's, he's a young guy. Uh, I I know he played against Donegal in in the league um, the final, uh, but, you know, but and, and that would have certainly helped him an awful lot. But uh, what? Yeah, he is, his composure is is tremendous, and his temperament yeah. is tremendous. So um, I sp- I spoke to him after the game and uh, just I put it to him, you know, that the disappointment of not of losing his place after the league um, was set aside, and that he had a really really good. Good performance. So here's my quick interview that I had with Ronan Ryan. Ronan, well done. Uh, first championship start, I suppose, after the disappointment of, of not getting the start coming out of an exciting league to get in then such a pivotal role today. And you played really well. You must be pleased with that. Yeah, I'm happy. I, I was surprised uh, when Andy said it to me that I was playing, but I was happy and excited at the same time. But yeah, and being in a team, like you get these ups and downs and just to be together as a team and it worked out well today and got the win anyway, thank God. And what about Crow Park and, and getting to play yeah. in centre forward? Did you enjoy that that element of it or was I, it did you just try to block that out of your mind? I think just uh, playing uh, the league final there was just that helped a lot to be honest because the league final when I first ran out I was a bit overwhelmed but today like it was grand so hopefully now get a third game in, in the final so uh, it's just all about experience and that's helped a lot. And it, to, you got involved in the game earlier on. Early on, you got a, a lovely block down with your face, and uh, you, got, you got onto a, a couple of balls, which is a great nerve settler, isn't it? Yeah, just to get on early and maybe do good things. Uh, I have a big head, so that's why I, <laughs> that's why I got hit in the head. But um, yeah, just try to get on it early and just settle down and uh, grow into the game is important, I think. Leash had their moments in the game as well where there was a lot of pressure, where they had a lot of ball in the early stages. And is that just about keeping your concentration, keeping your structure and then, you know, ride out that storm and play your own game? Yeah, I think just we were, we needed, we were trying to press them, but they kept holding it and we were just trying to make sure they don't break through. So I think we did well. And then any time they did break through in the first half after holding it for a long time, uh, they kicked the wide and that gave, uh, gave us confidence going forward as well. So. And it's great when you when you think of you know how well the older heads play, the likes of Brian Menton and Donald Keoghan and Conor McGill. You rely on these men, you expect these performances. But then when you come in for your championship debut start and James Conlon comes in and probably the two best players on the field, not not licking your arse because you're here, but that's it. Like you know, it must be great to have those lads around you. Yeah, oh sure. The lads on the team are just great. Like they 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 perform so well every game nearly and. I'm, actually, I'm so happy for Banty because I played with him the whole way up and marked him and I know he's a nightmare to mark so I'm just happy. I think he got five, did he five oh, to play? Yeah, yeah. So it's just hopefully he can keep going and just grow into his role. There's a, a serious selection headache now for Andy coming in. You know, Park Harnan came in the last day and did so well. You've come in today and done so well. When Gavin McCoy came in and took mm. your place in the first yeah. round of the league, he did well. So it, there really is plenty of competition there. James McIntyre yeah. coming back as so. well. Yeah, it just shows how good of a squad we have. And I think Park was is, was injured, but he's the only injured player. So he'll be coming back this week and then that's everyone fit. So everyone will be trying to get into this team and... That will make us become better as well. So yeah, that's what I was going, I was going to say. It can only it can only make training more competitive. And I suppose, assuming Dublin beat Kildare out there, that's going on at the minute. Um, 
you you will need competitive training to to get it up to the mark for what length of flying will be like. Yeah, so just get everyone back and just make training as good as we can, and hopefully have a good crack in two weeks. So that's all we want. So Ronan, obviously, uh, talking about the team ethic and uh, the great atmosphere that's in the camp as well, and it's something that when you spoke to Brian McMahon, he also alluded to the atmosphere in the camp was, was great and. Uh, they were delighted to get over the winning line and he also acknowledged that there were periods in the victory over Leash that when not everything went according to plan. Um, as I said, you spoke to Brian McMahon after the game and, and we will play that interview now as well. What, what did you get? What was your overriding feeling from talking to Brian after it? Yeah, you know, there, there, are a, there is a, a, an atmosphere there. But he, he said, you know, he, he mentioned it, he used the word joy every time he goes on the field of play. So, I mean, that, that's a very significant word, I think. If, if somebody is um, feeling joyful every time they're going out to do something, well, then, you know, you have to be in a good place, in a positive place, you know. So that would suggest that, uh, you know, me, like every other team, use a sports psychology, psychology, psychologist. They have every, you know, they have nutrition, they everything, but they use the sports psychologist. Now, Brian was saying that he he's he's more old fashioned in his approach. Again, uh, you, that's in quotes, old fashioned. Yeah, uh, well, look, ra know. rather than you giving away all the goodies here, we'll listen to what Brian had to say in your interview with him uh, immediately after the game on Sunday. Uh, we'd hopefully, um, we'd hopefully match match everybody uh, in terms of the skill as well. So it's just about bringing the right attitude to every game, and and that's uh, I think we've we've done that for the majority uh, of our of our campaign. So um, we just need to do that again next next two weeks. Will you be sort of trying to make um, take advantage of the fact that you be so rank outsiders, complete underdogs? Is this, yeah, is that yeah. Um, look, at this. it's it's. Um, it's part and parcel playing Dublin. I think you're you're going to be you're going to be serious underdogs, uh, given given the way they've played. Um, but we we won't really look into that too much. We're going to go out and, and try to do what we can. And uh, yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's just about hopefully getting uh, enough 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 of uh, keeping within within grasp of them and hopefully getting uh, getting a few a few uh, a few a few decisions and a few. Uh, Few chances that may come our way, so we're, we're hopefully we're hopefully gonna do, do some do some damage. The atmosphere today. What did you make of the atmosphere in the ground? You know, the small crowd at the start. Or yeah, I guess uh, again we, we we were slow to start in the game in terms of our own performance, but uh, once we did get uh, you know the, the goal, obviously um, you know our, our supporters are. are 100% the, the, the best in, in the country or, or it's right up there you know so we, um, we're we always thankful for them and, and so they are they are literally a 16th man and, and we just want to keep keep doing what we can for them Does that bother you or affect you in any way the fact that you know there's a small crowd maybe or a, you're a huge stadium probably could have been 15,000 there and you wouldn't have noticed it you know you know. Didn't you notice know. and uh, yeah look no. it, it seemed to, it seemed to be a great support for us there today um, it's a big, big ground. You know, there's going to be there's going to be empty seats. But look, uh, we're 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 just thankful for for all the support that we've been got, getting this year. And uh, again, today was no different. Um, I'm not sure what the numbers were. But. Yeah, were you happy? You know, the, 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 I think it was two twelve from play. Mm -hmm. Got. Yeah, I think we yeah we, we we were we were doing well when we when we did stick to the processes we uh, we were uh, causing the problems but um, I think we'll be we'll be looking at some of those uh, chances that we missed as well we could have uh, certainly certainly tagged a lot on there at the end I think we were a bit wasteful so there's some work to do I think in that regard but um, 
yeah, overall, I guess we can we can be happy with the return, and uh, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll look to improve it again the next yeah. day. You uh, sort of had your injury problems as well in recent years. Mm. I mean, you've overcome those. It, it takes a certain resilience and so on. Yeah, I think that's yeah. credit to our medical team. I think this year, I think everybody's yeah. in. In, in reasonable shape and, and they've they've managed to keep us on the pitch so um yeah i i've i've just been doing what i've been told and, and that's all, all i could do so i uh, know I'm, I'm thankful to get the run and this, hopefully that continues that way it seems to be a happier uh, mood shall we say mm. in the camp this year would you, would you say that that's it ah uh, yeah it's, it's been it's been a great it's been a great year so far in terms of uh, um well we've, we've achieved what we set out in, in in terms of division one obviously we want yeah, division one we wanted to, to win that that division two but uh you know it's it's um it's i suppose it's a group that's been together for a number of years and, and we're uh we're a tight-knit group so yeah look it's it's a great atmosphere every time you come to train and yeah. it's a joy do you think you're, you're stronger than last year uh i think we are stronger than last year i think we've been getting stronger every year since uh since andy and the guys came in so um we just need to keep keep going and, and hopefully we can put it up to bring whoever's the in the final yet and, and, uh, yeah. and bring home some silverware. As everybody that we spoke to after the game alluded to, job's done. Um, wasn't the most perfect performance. Definitely plenty to improve on. Definitely something to, lots of stuff to work on over the next two weeks as me prepare for the Leinster final. And... Um, Nobody's going to give us a chance. We're going in there no, completely under no the chance. radar. No hope. Um, but we're still in with a chance of winning a Leinster title for the first time since 2010. It might be a very slim chance. Well, but the main objective is still there, and that's to get to the Super 8. So the most important thing, I suppose, uh, for, from the Leinster final is that we hold our own. We walk away with our heads held high, be that in victory or defeat. And you look forward to the next challenge. And that next challenge is actually the big one. The next challenge after the Leinster final is actually the big one. Well, hold it. on a second now, Fergal. Let's, let's um, slow things down a little bit. Let's, let's get to the, the Leinster first because... Well, we are in Leinster. Yeah, final. yeah, but we have that's to, what I'm play, saying. Have so to be played. Well, no, but let's, you know, but, I mean, Andy, you, that's what he'd be looking to just get this out of the way. And the most fascinating thing for me about it is well, how is he going to approach this game? I, I mean... Parking the bus is that's kind. Of, that's work. kind of a no. That's uh, we tried that before. We tried it. We he tried it last. Year. I mean, made supporters just just hate that. No, not uh, even that. We tried but, it before but, against Dublin in 2014, and we were bet by 16, 16 points. points. So that's not going to work. If well, you go toe yeah. to toe to them, you're going to be bet. 16 yeah, well, Andy points. was trying to bring it in last year. I think you know, and it. Uh, I'm sure he got an earful from from plenty of meat supporters. But, but it's not the way. But how he has to find a balance between. Uh, not reve- you know revealing not leaving too much space at the back. I know I know it's a balance that that most managers face in in every game and at every level, but particularly this this is you know this if he gets it wrong in in one way or the other if he gets that balance wrong, you know it could be humiliation. Yeah, and that's my point. My point is that it, while while getting it right and coming out of the Leinster final, you need to come out of the Leinster final. Uh, proud I think is the first thing you need to come out of nobody is expecting me to get within an arse's roar arse's roar of of Dublin okay if we get within well what did Kieran Whelan say after on the Sunday game after the game you know we're going to expect more of the same when Dublin plays or Dublin yeah. play Mead as they did against Kildare so that was 15 points if we get within 6-8 points of Dublin 
that's I know we hate moral victories, but that's you're going into then the last round of qualifiers with a little bit of hope and still a little bit of belief. And that last round of qualifiers, that's the big game in the championship for me this year. And it's something that I've said from the very start. The way the draw for the Leinster Championship was was when it was made, the way it was going to pan out was me were going to have to be three Division Three teams, which they should should have always been expecting to do, and they have done. Nobody was going to expect them to produce any sort of world-class display against Dublin and beat them. So the big game that all the focus has to be on is that last round of the qualifiers. The bonus could be that if you do happen to catch Dublin and beat them on the day, then the next big game is a Super 8. And mm. the objective is the Super 8. So Mead have to be pragmatic in their approach against Dublin and accept what the result will be and not suffer this hangover that tends to happen for beaten provincial finalists where they go into the last round of qualifiers and invariably get bet. Well, yeah, I mean, because they're, cause they're playing the match the following week usually well, yeah, or something like that. I think that's changed now. I think yeah, that, well, that's, that's hopefully that is the way yeah. because it's very unfair on a team to try and pick themselves up after, you know, losing such a big game. But, uh, but that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. But, me, me but, well, they, so the, the tactics are going to be crucial here, Fergie. The tactics, uh, how, you know, he's going to, I'm sure that the selectors will be looking at um, you know, dub videos of, of Dublin games and in the next week or so and trying to find some sort of strategy. But what that will be is, that's one of the most fascinating things that um, is attached to this uh, upcoming tie against the old enemies. I think you can tie yourself up in knots and tactics and you can focus on an opposition so much and get so concerned about what Dublin are doing and what Dublin are doing. How about Mead go out Throw caution to the wind. I'm not saying be gung-ho and, and, and reckless or careless. But throw caution to the wind and make Dublin have to answer a few questions. Well, you can, We've got the forward line. You saw what James Conlon can do. An outstanding debut. First yeah, start five points. Score five points. He's going, to give, he's going to give whoever's marking him a nightmare. He's going to give him an absolute nightmare. So get quality ball into him. Let's test that Dublin full back line, which we all know. Don't care how many All Irelands in a row to win. That Dublin full back line is dodgy. Well, they, they're they're vulnerable under the high ball, Fergal. But yeah. but uh, I mean they're very good. But they're very good at um, you know if if one player steps out of the defensive I know system, another 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 player steps in. I know what you know, Dublin are good at. Yeah, but you have to. Well, well, and we don't need to go into what Dublin are good well, at. We have, know well, we'll need have at. to go into what they're good at, Fergal, because how are they going to counter it otherwise? You know. So what I'm saying is is. Throw caution to the wind. Ha, well, have a go you, at them. You, well, yeah, but you could end up being humiliated. You could end up by losing by 15, 18, 20 points. You know, if, but, if you. But Mead won't be the first team. If Mead do get bet by 15 points by Dublin, they're not going to be the first team and they certainly won't be the last team to but walk you did, away. But you did mention about how we have to go into the Super 8s without, be, without our morale being yeah, crushed. Yeah, and, and I think even, even a 10 or 12 point defeat by Dublin is not going to be morale crushing. Not for this group of players. I think they're stronger mentally. I think their focus is on getting to the Super 8s. If an obstacle gets in their way, so be it. An obstacle got in their way in terms of their, their promotion bid from Division 2. That obstacle was losing in Bally Buffet. And how they reacted to that obstacle told me an awful lot about that team. They bounced back then. Armagh. Kildare got wins against those teams in the league to push on and secure promotion yeah. the objective is there the aim is there to get to the Super 8s suffer a setback against Dublin in the Leinster final and I know this is very defeatist talk and I hate I hate being a Mead supporter 
and moral coaching victories. the Leinster final and and already conceding it. While I'm not, I I will still go to Crow Park in in hope that we can get the win. Um, so I hate going, I hate I hate talking about it as if we're conceding defeat. But the objective remains super eights, and as me showed at that time after that game in Bally Buffet, they have the the intestinal fortitude to uh, sorry wait, what was that <laughs> intestinal fortitude to to bounce back from disappointing performances and disappointing okay. defeats mm. so if that happens against Dublin I think Mead have to get their focus immediately onto the oh, well, last I'm sure. round of the qualifiers I'm sure and, they will. and not suffer that hangover that other provincial finalists have yeah well you, you were saying that there's well as I say it used to be one week which was very unfair on the defeated uh, you're saying it's two weeks now well, seemingly seemingly that that was brought in a couple of years ago that, that you know because provincial finalists got two weeks before they had to go in now I'm not 100% sure of the timetable who knows with the GA when they make their fixtures at, at any level when these games are it probably is set in stone I'm sure it is set in but stone we're already. veering into uh, psychology here but uh, if a team loses by five um are they considerably worse off going into that qualifier than, say, they lose by 20? You know, I mean, how how much... I mean... Well, that'll know, be the that, test. That'll be the test. But, but that'll be the test. I don't I, think I, it'll do the team any good, Fergal, to, to, be, to lose by 15 or 20. No, so that's why they have to... They have to uh, get that's it's 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 Andy's one of Andy's big challenges, biggest challenges now, of course, to get that balance right. Yeah, uh, but I get think, that strategy I think right. I think the mental toughness that this Mead team showed in the league, and showed against Tyrone in the latter stages um, of that All Ireland qualifier last year, it's built from that. The disappointment of the Longford game is gone, and this team has grown immensely since that Longford game. They're almost. A lot of the players are still the same, but they're almost unrecognisable in terms of attitude and mental approach to how they're playing the game. And, of course, as you said, in their tactical approach um, yeah. and, and how they're they're opened up a little bit more. But pace, and we saw it against Leash as well, when we didn't put the foot in the gas and apply that pace and pace and pressure onto Leash, Leash were allowed to dominate the ball. Now, they never cut us open. They never really looked like troubling us well, but when yeah. Mead put that foot down and in- injected a little bit of pace into the game they lo- did look phenomenal and yeah. that will, will cause Dublin problems yeah well it, it should actually uh, Kildare like uh, showed uh, the, the pacing McCormick there he, he was great, great pace and he got in there a couple of times yeah yeah well, of course they can be exposed look um, Sean Boylan used to have a great saying I know I'm going back now here we go yeah. no, no, but he used to have a great saying they eat the same potatoes as us. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when he when he was talking about facing the great teams of that era, uh, the Kerrys and all the rest of it. Um, so you know, there has to be there has to be a structure in 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 the Mead that in the Mead camp that gives the team the belief that they have a chance, and there has to be a, a, like that's where me, I the think team back team will always go in believing to have a chance. They're not going to yeah. go in with with their chins in their chest thinking oh we're only here to make up the numbers they're going to go in and relish this opportunity you know we have a shot to nothing here it's like a free throw in basketball they have absolute shot to nothing they can have their go have their pot if they lose oh, sure, we've been expected to lose our focus all along has been on getting to the Super 8s and we have to recover now for the next game if they win we're straight into the Super 8s and we've just knocked Dublin off their perch which I know, as unlikely as it might sound 
it's a two horse game. It's a two horse race now. Yeah, and, well, and we can all hark back to famous upsets in sport and it's 15 and humans that. against 15 humans yeah, i know they're, yeah. they're, they're not automated automations uh dublin you know so they might seem like that's something the yeah. way they play in terms of their their skill their powerful team they're probably the best team that's ever uh, graced um, gaelic football but um but look it's know. all something to look forward to and we will look um a little bit more at the dublin game next week we have extensive coverage in this week's me chronicle make sure you pick it up this evening uh, or tomorrow when when you're after you'll hear this podcast, go out and pick up your Mead Chronicle and plenty of photographs and good analysis and, and report on the game. And next week's paper we will have the preview. Uh, we also hope to get a few interviews with some of the lads ahead of the game as well. So that'll be we'll focus more on the Dublin game next week. But it's not the only game in Crow Park next week. Next week is going to be a really hectic occasion in Crow Park. Yep. Starting on Saturday the 22nd of June with Ring Cup. the Christy Ring Cup final. Christy Ring Cup, yeah. Christy Ring Cup between uh, Mead and Down. You were in Armagh for the semi-final, Jimmy, yes, on Saturday. Was. And Mead were impressive against a Derry team that came full of full of ambition and full of hope that they could put one over the Ring Cup favourites. Oh, yeah, look. Or the Christy yeah, Ring Cup favourites. Yeah, yeah, we went up there on Saturday, Fergal, up to the Athletic Ground. I could have just said Athletic Ground facilities up there are superb. I don't know, you know, anybody who's up there will know what I'm talking about. It's a, it's a lovely, compact pitch and it's probably the kind of pitch that we should be aspiring to here, the st- kind of stadium we should be aspiring to. Yeah, because, spots, um, yeah. yeah, and, um, you know, I mean, a lot of, there's, there's terracing at each end, and, 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 and there's one county board official that we, well, could that not do for us? Wouldn't that do for us, you know? But, uh, you know, instead of uh, covered uh, stand all around, but uh, it's, it's a lovely pitch, and a uh, uh, lovely ground. The pitch itself was, was perfect too, and Mead, Certainly went out onto it and took on. A, look, every time you face a, an Ulster team, you can be guaranteed it's going to be tough, physically tough. They're going to ask serious questions, and they certainly ask serious questions of Mead in this Jack, game. But they Jack came, Regan impressed again. Jack Regan one fourteen. Uh, you know he's. Uh, you know I think. Okay, one for every game he's 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 the free taker, so you'd expect twelve of those points came from freeze. It was one sixty five in one play, so you know you would expect free taker to be the top scorer in every game. But <clears throat> excuse me, but more than that, Jack, you know he's his his work around the field has been very very good, very tenacious. Okay, at the end of Saturday's game, he was back helping out his defence, clearing the ball out of the, the square. You know, so. Um, great celebrations. Overall game. Great celebrations at the final whistle. Obviously, Mead were they yeah. celebrations of of relief because there is an expectation. You know, when we talked about the Mead footballers have no expectations going into a Leinster final now against Dublin. There is a lot of weight of expectation on the Mead hurlers to win this Christie Ring Cup, but you can't win it unless you're in the final. So there was a huge sense of relief at that last whistle in Armagh, wasn't there? There was, yes. There was, it was just a light. I think it was it, it was a group of players who had um, t- taken on this immense challenge and overcome their opponents uh, through hard graft. You know, they had been really tested. And it, it could have been easy for Mead on, on a couple of occasions in that game to throw in the towel and, you know, give it up. But they, they dug in each time Derry uh, were coming back. They dug in and got more scores. Um, and obviously, they conceded two soft goals now in the in the opening half. And that's something that Nick will Nick Fitzgerald and his, and his selectors Paul Riley and Conor Ferguson will be uh, concerned about and they'll be looking at that 
uh, the wear soft goals. They shouldn't have. They should have been cleared. Yeah. But uh, but they got three goals in the se- in the second half. Uh, Jack um, got the first one, and uh, uh, Gavin McGowan and Nicky Potter. And a talented Nicky, a talented young player. With, you know, he's the nephew of Pat Potter, and his father Nicky uh, was was a great player. His 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 grandfather Nicky was a great player so as well. We'll go back, we'll, again, go we'll back we'll a bit, back but we'll, you know, great, great player with Kildare in the in the, in the in another era, but. Um, so these the DNA is there, shall we say? And Nicky's a, a brilliant young player. He's only um, maybe he's hardly twenty yet. I'd say you know, but uh, he he's certainly a bright um, spark, a bright uh, player prospect well, for the future. He, he was part of the uh, the Mead Minor team that won the All Ireland Minor B a couple of years ago yes. under mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald. Yeah. And you spoke to Nick after the game, and he said it was one of his proudest days. Um, even since that, you know, one of his proudest days before Saturday was winning that All-Ireland Minor B. But we'll just listen to the interview that you had with Nick after the Christie Ring Cup semi-final victory over Derry in Armagh. It's a tremendous second-half performance, wasn't it? You know, I mean, I don't know what you said at halftime, but it certainly was, you upped the game a lot. Yeah, well, we upped it, but, but not, till, not till maybe the, the midpoint of the second half. Um, but look, I suppose, you know, the message at halftime was, we had conceded two sloppy goals, um, but yet we had turned it over. We we clipped back those with point by point by point, and uh, we went in at half time a point up. The message at half time was simple: you know, keep keep the discipline, keep the shape, and get the work rate up. Get the work rate up by 15, 20, 25 percent because at half time, not too many of the players were under pressure in terms of fitness wise. You know, um, but look, they to to a man in the second half, they dug deep. Midpoint, they we I think I think we went two down with fifteen to go. Um, in, uh, around that, and and you know look we we made a couple of changes, a couple of positional switches. You know there's a couple of players there who will watch the video and just won't be happy with their performance today. But look, that happens. You know, mm. some of those players might be the players who have got us to where we were today. You know. And like, and that's that's the way the game goes, you know. Look, we were to a man. I think nobody, nobody um, came off that field today not having given everything that they could, including the subs who came on. Uh, but and you got goals as well, which was goals win games. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, the, yeah. Well, I mean, you were worried about last week. We conceded them. We conceded yeah, the goals, yeah, but but look, we got you know Adam Gannon. I thought was tremendous today. Mm, you know, his his energy. You know, he's ball winning ability, you know, and for, you know, he's not a huge man by no means, but in hurling terms, he's, he's, he's massive, you know, and, and he, sh- he showed that today, you know, Adam has, Adam since, since November has trundled through injury, you know, he's recovered, he's had surgery, he's recovered, came back, he was coming right, and all of a sudden he got a knock against London again, which set him back, and you know, yeah. as a result of Eamon being injured, Adam got his chance today, and you know, he took it, so, yeah. you know, be uh, <laughs> Who's going to be the best horse the next day? Problem for you that you want, but uh, Adam, as I say, uh, um, he his original injury was what the back was it? Is no, it? shoulder. shoulder. He, he had shoulder surgery back in November, um, as as a result of a knock in the first week week of training. Yeah. Um, so he had his surgery. He went through his his rehab and done all that, and then he he, he was coming back, and obviously against London he got that bang. But um, look, great to have him back, and great to have him to come in for Eamon who was injured and Callum who was sick. Mm. 
Yes, a good, uh, that's what you want. But uh, just in terms of the two sloppy goals, though, you know, that mm. could have proved. Yeah, could uh, could. Have, uh, no, look, I, I, I'm not gonna for by by any means. I'm not gonna um, give out about any individual player because you know, you know, the guys know that 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 just wouldn't be acceptable, and that's you know, like mistakes happen. You know, it's. It's it's how you respond to those mistakes, and I, I thought today we responded very well to those mistakes. You know. Yeah, you didn't lose heart at any stage of the team. Is that or is that is that why you were so well, happy about? The, well, how, not from how did it? Not not from where I stood. I, I think from from where I stood, I think we believed that that we were good enough to get back in and, and win the game, and I think we showed that. You know, we conceded two goals as said in the first half. We went two points down with fifteen to go, and all of a sudden we turn around and win it by about eight or nine of us. Yeah, three twenty-four to two eighteen. Mm. So, uh, yeah. um, have you been working? Have you have you brought say a sports psychiatrist, or have you been working in that? Uh, look, we've we've done everything that that we could possibly do this year in terms of coaching, in terms of goalkeeping, in terms of sports psychologists. You know, um, leadership teams. Like we've, we've done all that, but you know, at the end of the day, those thirty-five guys, all they want to do is hurl. And you know us as 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 a management team. All we can do is 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 give them the best platform, yeah. for them to go and do that. And look, hopefully we're doing things fairly right. And you know, please God, we can get across the line in two weeks. Well, time. obviously, I mean, it's a great ambition for you. I'm sure to lead a team to Crow Park and as well. Well, it's funny, you know, um, having I had the honour with the minor team of winning a minor B, and to me that was that was you know that that that, that was a moment that I'll never forget. That was where where uh, sorry in the minor B a few years ago. Yeah, in in, in Clonus. Clonus, yes. Um, but you know today you know a memory so something that will live with, with me forever, and I, I'll never forget it is the final whistle today kept my composure went down, shook hands with the opposition, and as I came back up to celebrate with the team. My own son was the first one that I met, and he said to me, "Daddy, you're taking a team to Crow Park." Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah. Like you know, yeah. those are those are those are moments that you know. When I look back at the end of the, this year, those are the sort of moments that that will live with me forever. Yeah, yeah, because it means a hurling man. You know, I it look, means so much to to lead a team to. You know, but but that all said, you know, we have as a management team and as a backroom team, and as a county, we have the most dedicated and the most willing bunch of players that I have seen in my time around you know there's probably there's probably better teams that that have gone in front of this but haven't got to that holy grail but you know this this group of players have left no stone unturned I told them tonight enjoy it go and enjoy it and we're back on the horse tomorrow yeah so uh, uh, tomorrow preparing for next Saturday week tomorrow tomorrow training session Sunday Player, players will recover together on Sunday morning. That's probably Bessystown Beach. And then Monday, we're back collectively and uh, we move on from there. That was Nick there, of course, revealing really how powerful uh, sport can be, Fergal. You know, that, that sense, like he, he said, that this that incident there on, on Saturday when his son came over to him and Evan came over and said, listen, Dad, we're, we're going to Crow Park. That was um, a moment he will never forget, you know, and it was a, a real revelation of how powerful sport can be. And, uh, you know, there was so much, there was plenty of positives 
me can take out a Saturday's game. Adam Flanagan was one. Adam you know? Gannon, uh, Gannon. Sorry, Adam Gannon. Adam Gannon came back after. Um, Adam Flanagan is a yeah, decent hurler as he, well. He is, he is absolutely. And, and he yeah. played and Kalein connection there. As Adam well, yeah. Gannon, he came back. Adam, of course, had serious injury problems earlier in the year and last year as well. Uh, he came back. He played against London. He played against London and took Got up injured. An, uh, yeah, yeah took so, a knock there. It was carried a really bad off. Dead leg. But um, yeah, and. Um, you know, maybe Nick point highlighted there as well. He, he afterwards about how um, Ad, Adam, you know, he, he he kind of personified the spirit within this team, uh, refusing to give up, always coming back from getting blows, uh, you know, from from um, getting setbacks, and that's the kind of tenacity that Nick uh, looks for in players. It really was a miracle, uh, miracle work made by or, or done by the physio Neve guy. Um, they're the great work as yes. well and I know she had good help from Maria Keeley who has, has her own fitness state and a cryo uh, cryo room in Kilmessen now Maria does great work as well with a lot of sports people around she she helps out a lot of the sports guys around uh, in their recovery from injury and, and returning to full fitness so huge credit has to go to Neve and Maria Absolutely, for yeah. getting Adam back on the field and sometimes these people are unsung heroes the people behind the behind the scenes to get these people to get these players out on the field and performing and producing at the highest level i'm sure Sean Garrity will point to several people that helped him recover from the terrible spleen injury that he suffered earlier on in the year Sean will be able to point to that and there's many other players that can point to to the great work done by others on the sideline so you know, well, it's, it's, uh, you, you could hear it in Nick's voice there that it's not just, it's not just uh, the fifteen players on the field. It's it's a team, it's a team job here, a team a team effort to get, and not just the thirty. It's forty it's, it's lads. It's, it's your Jerry, players, Jerry yeah. McLaughlin's and your yeah, Paul, Paul Dunn's and and Connor. Jerry and Paul, by the way, they go in, they're they're they go in and set up the kit and yeah. and they, and they do a splendid job as we have demonstrated in Twitter pictures on Twitter from time to time before games, you know, and they have their flags up and all this thing, you know, this this is all this is, de- this is detail, but it's it's so important. It in, creates in, a winning mentality and an atmosphere, and, and that's there. Well, in pa- pa- players appreciate it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They absolutely do. And another team that has has fed off the um, the success uh, that the Mead seniors have done, have done are the Mead minor hurlers. They they suffered a terrible setback um, a couple of weeks ago when they were given a right hiding by Kildare in the Leinster minor quarter final. Now that put that result in perspective. Kildare went on and stunned awfully in the Leinster minor semi final with a two point win at the weekend, where while Mead were were taking part in the All Ireland minor B, which of course. Is, they play for the Padder Lahan Cup, Padder a Corkman, uh, but based in Boards Mill for many, many years. And uh, so Mead enjoyed a, a good win in that game. Uh, as you say, a rising tide lifts all boats. So the Mead Miners beat West Mead by 117 to 16 points. We have a full report in this week's Chronicle. Um, James Murray, young trim player there we spoke about before. He's the son of Declan Murray. So, uh, as we said, it's not off the ground. He licked it, scored 1 4. Uh, Connor McGovern from Clannagale scoring 6 points. And Jack Lanigan from Retote with 4 points. And Martin Keogh with 3 points. So, the Miners, while put that disappointment of, of a heavy, heavy defeat to Kildare, put that behind them and to score a brilliant win. It's a great thing for those young lads to be still playing County Hurling. They've had five or six good outings now uh, together in Championship Hurling. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you don't want to see any team getting a hammer on as it did against Kildare. We talked earlier on, Fergal, about morale and how uh, heavy defeats can can affect morale. Um, it it doesn't seem to have affected the miners in this too much anyway. <laughs> they've bounced them back. That that ability to bounce back ability was not the word That's we used to word, use pretty yeah, frequently yeah. some time ago, but um, that ability to do that in, in sport and in life and 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 that's um, maybe a lesson these young guys will have learned and and hopefully absorbed for the rest of their life because they have to bounce back from many uh, things in life, you know. So yeah, well, one team that will be looking for that bounce back ability, I suppose, will be Barry Callahan's under twenties. They uh, they suffered a heavy. 2-12 to 1-3 defeat to down in the under 20 development league in uh, Partholgen on Tuesday of last week just after we had recorded our podcast now it was a much changed mead team um, there's been had a lot of injuries to players doing exams so much so so many injuries and so many players doing the exams that they were unable to fulfil the fixture against Armagh last night uh, so you know there's talk that that game could be refixed but neither team can qualify for the semi-finals of that competition, but Mead were poor, yeah, um, and, and they'll have to bounce back quickly because they will be out in Leinster under twenty action later on as well. I'm uh, just having a quick scan down to try and say I think it's Tuesday the second of July. Yeah, they take on Carlo or Offaly in the first round of the Leinster under twenty championship. So they'll just have you know just under well, a month. Yeah, but they'd, they'd be, we had a great run in the Lenth, in the minor championship there last year. Uh, so A lot of those players have come through. through and yeah. They're, they're so still pretty young, I even for under-20 football. Well, I'm hoping, I'd imagine, you talk about many changes that... Um, you know that, that this wasn't a, it's not a reflection of uh, the, the talent coming through at that level but no and in credit to yeah. down they were excellent yeah and they well that would suggest maybe that down had a strong team whereas we we didn't uh, me didn't so uh, look we know this talent coming through from the minors last year um and you know we, and the under the under 20s last year under Brian Farrell, you know, they, they were yeah, got, they, got some they, they actually beat Kildare last year yeah. in the Leinster Championship, and Kildare, of course, went on and won the All Ireland. So. so before anybody maybe starts, uh, uh, you know, bemoaning this, the fact that this is a sign of, <laughs> you know, a lack of talent in me, the under system, I don't think that's the case. No, and certainly is not. Certainly is not. Um, and and you know, we kind of got a little bit sidetracked there, but when when we talk about. The hurlers are going to be in Crow Park on the twenty second of July. The senior footballers in Crow are twenty second of June. Sorry, the senior footballers are there the day after the twenty third of June, um, and before the senior footballers take on Dublin, the junior footballers, Davy Nelson's junior footballers, will play Kildare in the Leinster Junior Final. Mead um, scored a seventeen points to two ten win over Loud during the week last week, last Wednesday night in the Leinster semi final to set up this final meeting. So it's back to Crow Park. For the juniors, a great occasion for them. Um, great to see players getting from you know from outside of the big clubs. Obviously, within the junior championship, Mead can't play players who have played senior club championship yeah. last year or players that have played for the county uh, at senior level last yeah. year either. So it's great to get to Crow Park and Conal Collier covered that game for us. It was a an Oran meeting point in injury time that got Mead over the line and. Uh, Colonel caught up with man, Mead manager Davy Nelson after that game. So we'll just have a listen to what Davy had to say. A relieved Davy Nelson. Like, you were always going to improve on the first half performance because it was your first real out. 
well said um, Loud showed had a cha- uh, championship match win under their belt yeah. and they had that uh, continuity that we didn't have plus playing into the hospital end there in the first half the wind was very significant very significant and uh, I knew we'd, you know, we showed enough I thought it, in the first half with a couple of how did we not score a goal yes. for example you know and we got caught um, and that's what when you're not together very long you can get caught with that um, so we addressed those few things at half time and I thought it was some second half yeah. I thought it was some second half I was delighted with the lads now so yeah, like I mean, a great start. With, uh, I think five or six or seven points in a row, you know. Yeah, to get but you back but into it. but fair play to loud. They came back at us. They went ahead again. Yeah. So we had to go and win the game again, yeah. uh, which showed great composure. And we were a very young side compared to loud. Loud are older yeah. and and more experienced than us, and showed it. And they played a great game, and and uh, would have deserved, I'm sure, at, at least extra time. Yeah. Um, but it's great, obviously, to get a win, you know, and get that championship win under our belts now, which would serve us right for the 23rd of June. And, uh, did well when he came on. Yeah, we changed tactically at half time. Um, uh, Darren uh, Gibney had done nothing wrong, but we just felt with the wind we needed to go at loud. And, and uh, Darren Finney is a very good kicker of a ball, and he kicked a few sweet points. And he's a physical player too, because loud were very, very strong in the tackle. And as I say, we're a young side, um, and we felt that this would help us. So I think that worked nicely. I mean, 17 points in. A junior competition like that's yeah. good scoring. It's excellent scoring, and like Loud made it very difficult for us with the heavy numbers back. We got five in the first half and twelve in the second, and as, I still don't know how we didn't score a goal, but we didn't, and that's for another day. But that's as you said, that's good scoring, and and, and like a great variety of points. Yeah. I thought you know from different angles. And Oren Meehan, when he was going through there for the for what was the winning point, yeah, he, he could have gone for a goal, but he took the sensible option. Oh, Conal, the old head is saying, please punch this over the bar. Yeah. The, you know. And I thought maybe the youth, the youth might say, "I'm going to go for the goal." Yeah. So fair play to him. Um, he, he done the, the right after. Right. So yeah. you're happy enough back and oh, Absolutely delighted. Um, since we lost there last year, we felt we let it slip through our hands. And it's a different team now this year. I mean, yes. only about a third of the lads involved, but the lads know from it. And we've referenced the video a, a few times about lo- losing the two goals to Kildare, which cost us. And um, we're very keen to get back there now. And please God, the seniors will do the business on Sunday against Leash. And we'd have two Mead teams in Crow Park on the 23rd of June. Dare I say, like old times. Yeah, so Mead will will play Kildare in that Leinster Junior Final. Yeah. Kildare side that brought on uh, the yeah, famous Doyle. John Doyle. John Johnny Doyle. Doyle came on. I saw him there on uh, on Crow Park there on Sunday. He looks, he looks Still a fit the same man. as He's, ever. You know, He's in, in his early 40s. And, and I think he came on in, in their junior semi-final victory over Longford. I think he scored three or four points coming on as a sub. So... But, uh, you know, all yeah. the focus is going to be on Johnny Doyle and, and people will love to see Johnny back in Crow Park playing but Mead have a decent team there yeah. uh, good manager as well know, good manager I, good I, backroom team actually with him as well. um, uh, Davey is somebody you know, he's got an incredible record with O'Mahony's and he won a senior championship in, in Monaghan as well and um, you know it was one of the people that I thought would be worth a shot at the Mead senior job before Andy got it but I think it's it's something that he it's, he's, he's certainly I, I believe that he's, he deserves a chance that he's, a, he's a gentleman I know he's, he's his enthusiasm he's, is so infectious it and he, really he'll, is he'll do everything you know properly he'll do it uh, thoroughly and um, his record though is tremendous yeah yeah. will just give a quick rundown on the team that uh, actually beat Loud during the week and a huge Northmead contingent Adam McDermott from Dunshockland was in goals of course Adam hadn't played with, with Dunshockland last year in the first team but uh, a very talented goalkeeper as well. Young, Darren fella, Gibney, young guy, yeah. Yeah, full back line. 
Darren Gibney from Moyla, Michael Flood from St. Bridget's and Kieran Slavin from Mead Hill. Half-back line of James Cassidy from Minolte, Morgan Callaghan, who's Barry Callaghan's son from Dunderry, and Robin Clark from Dalik Bellistown. Uh, midfield, you had Sean Riley from Moyla and Danny Quinn from Ballinabracky. Of course, Danny is in with the senior panel as well. Mm. Half-forward line, Cahill McConnell from Bechtel, Frank O'Reilly from Carner Ross, and Jason Scully from Oldcastle, who's also in with the senior panel. Um, Oren Meehan who got that winning point from St Michael's Robbie Farley from Oldcastle and the ever reliable Kevin Ross from Castletown Kevin Ross scored 5 points as did Frank O'Reilly in that game so 10 points between them two boys mm. subs that come on Darren Finney seemingly made a huge difference when he came in from Castletown uh, Stephen Coogan from Dunderry came in as well uh, and Tommy O'Reilly came in There's as a well. few players there you would uh, hope might make the step up to the senior grade now and I'm thinking of Sean Riley there uh, the young Moyla player like uh, uh, Michael uh, Flood uh, who won uh, at Sigerson Cup with UCC Michael Flood uh, yeah absolutely and uh, they're still young players so Morgan Callaghan is an exceptional could, player could make a step up now to senior next and this is a very important part of their education Fergal Yeah regard, it sure it? is it sure is so look at it's, it's, uh, it's as the headline on the front page of the Chronicle this evening's Chronicle says all roads lead to Crow Park for the Mead teams in the next in not this weekend but the following weekend with the senior hurlers the senior footballers and the junior footballers all going to be playing in Crow Park in the one weekend it's exciting yeah. times ahead on the GA scene for Mead busy times it's great isn't it Absolutely, Mead, Mead yeah. going back to three teams and this weekend of course um, you have a full round of league fixtures coming up the final round of league fixtures um, to determine the final placings uh, I'm not even going to get into the permutations of, of who, no. what can happen and where it can happen and how it can happen and all that but on Sunday in Division 1 of the A-League you have Gail Columkill against Summerhill Old Castle against Manalvi Screen against Navan Matneys Sydney against Rotot Nafina against Dunshockland Wolf Tones against Simonstown and Dunmore Ashburn against Dunboyne uh, in Division 2 the, all those games sorry are at 2 o'clock in Division 2 uh, most of the games are at Division are at 2 o'clock sorry uh, except for the first one, Karen Ross against Centrestown, which is at 12. You have Curraha against Dunderry, Trim against Rakenny, St. Colm Kills against St. Pat's, Balnebracky against Mead Hill, Nobber against St. Michael's, and Delete Bellistown v. Bechtif. And then. Games there, yeah. Yeah, Division 3 and Division 4 are all 11 o'clock games. Division 3 is Blackhall Gales against Dunsany, Minolte v. v. St. Vincent's, Longwood, who are in relegation trouble in Division 3, against Kilmainham, Beliver against Drumbarra. Castletown against Ballinlock and St Ultons against Walterstown. Castletown, the only unbeaten team in all of football in Mead, in league and yeah. championship. Remarkable. Going very well. Uh, taking on Ballinlock, who Ballinlock need to win to make sure that they get promoted. But in Division 4, you have Cortown against St Bridget's, St Mary's against Moyla, Kilbride against Clonard, Slane against Kilmainham Wood and Boards Mail against Clonard. We'll have to go out to Castletown some of these days, uh, Fergal, and find out what's uh, going on out yeah, there because yeah. whatever they're doing, it's certainly working. It really is amazing. And another big game this weekend as well coming up. Uh, the Meads Camogie team are out against Dublin uh, in a Dublin venue which hasn't been confirmed even yet um, at five o'clock on Saturday. So they're hoping to bounce back from a, a disappointing mm. exit in the Leinster Championship, well, lost heavily to Westmead. A decent league campaign where they beat Tipperary and drew at Cork um, in, the, in Division 2 of the league. 
but they're under new management of Ray Gavin now, mm-hmm. and this is their second year in senior camogie well, championship. It, Ray has got a big active follow, of course. Uh, you know, J- John Davis. He t- John took over that team when the, they were really struggling, and he brought them to new heights. Uh, you know, look, they're, they're at that such a they're a rarefied level yeah, now. They're operating in senior and, championship. And they didn't they win lost, a game last year. No, they didn't year. win a game last year, and this. But I saw them playing against Cork and and, and I saw the Cork team arriving in this uh, super luxury bus and Cork Cork took over one of the dressing rooms just for for physio and so on um, and uh, yeah that fruit uh, you know they were a professional setup they you had know fruit you know and <laughs> energy they drinks the fruit, they energy drink right. every, everything the well yeah well the basket of fruit was there energy drinks again detail yeah, we're talking yeah, about detail earlier on detail. and. and Meat didn't win a game in the senior championship last year, and they're unlikely to win one again this year. As I said, they played Dublin on Saturday before they uh, they host Clare then on the following Saturday, twenty second of June, which is unfortunate considering the Meat senior hurlers are going to be playing in Crow Park at the, probably right. at the same time, or you know, so maybe something will happen with that fixture. Then they host Waterford um, on Saturday, the sixth of July, before they travel to Cork for Saturday, the thirteenth of July. And then they welcome Tipperary. There were a few players on back on Saturday, they, the twentieth you know, of July. But these are all first teams that they'll be playing. They played second teams in the league, and uh, it's going to be tough for Mead. But look, mm. they deserve our support, and uh, we wish them the best of luck. And their new manager Ray Gavin, the best of luck there as well. Um, another big day as well on on Saturday in Trim for the the primary schools hurling and football finals and they don't get mentioned on too many podcasts but it's a great day out and there's eight finals so you know you you have 16 teams going into into Trim on Saturday morning from nine o'clock the first final at nine o'clock and the last final starting at four Uh, we'll be busy Jimmy we again as usual we'll have full comprehensive coverage in next week's Mead Chronicle of those finals so yeah, yeah the great great occasions oh, for, they're brilliant, for parents and and the youngsters to take part and you see some uh, some t- fabulous talent f- uh, footballers and hurlers or well, loved, hurlers you know but I loved it, fishing out the programs from the primary schools finals from 10 years ago or 12 years ago and flicking through the teams and you see some of the names so lads that were 12 11 12 then are, are 21, 22, 23 years of age of course, now yeah, that's where and, they, and you go god yeah, yeah I remember that's where they learned their trade as yeah, it were absolutely and, uh, so Great occasions, great matches too. You know, for for even neutrals. Uh, yeah, to really watch. should if you can get down to to trim on Saturday from nine o'clock. You know, you you've several really exciting games there, and and as always, which has kind of become a bit of a norm, the Division One boys hurling final between St Infants Kildalki and St Michael's in Trim. It's always a classic, and I'm sure that this one will be no different. Uh, as I said, the. the tend to compete in those finals regularly and the Division 1 Camogie final is between Baconstown National School and St Paul's here in Navan so again plenty of good games and we urge people to get down there uh, just to follow them speaking of trim uh, it was a, a big game in the NEFL Premier Division last Thursday night with with there's only three me teams in the Premier Division of the North East Football yeah, League and, and two and of them, two are of them clashed on Thursday night with Park Trim Villa and Park Villa yeah Host and Trim Celtic. Yeah, I was talking to Alan Murphy after uh, Trim won one nil. Yeah, uh, a 93rd minute goal from Brian Faulkner. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Alan Murphy, the manager afterwards, uh, Fergal, and uh, he was. I was just asking him about what, um, you know, what makes why are they going so well, 
and one of the reasons he gave now again it refers to what we we're talking about earlier on about how competitive you know the, there is that competitive he brought in a lot of young players young young Jack O'Keefe got from Dundalk under nineteen team yeah. uh, and uh, you know it's it's about. Uh, creating this competitive atmosphere and an atmosphere that the players want to go into as well that they enjoy training and make it enjoyable you know so that's all part of of creating that successful team environment yeah the, uh, they're, they're unbeaten of course I think it's seven wins out of seven um, in the league yet they're still yeah. two or they're still six points behind Boyne, Boyne who have nine out of nine um, they I think Trim play Belurgan this weekend and then they play Boyne Harps. So Boyne play in United Park. Uh, Trim will like going up to United Park. Like Trim are a nice footballing team. Like to get the ball down, pass it round. So that will be the big game of the season. The two games against Boyne Harps should decide. But Park Villa are third. The only two teams that have beaten Park Villa have been Boyne Harps and Trim Celtic. And it was, a, as you said, it was a 93rd minute from Brian Faulkner, who's yeah. came off the bench to score, despite he's trimmed, trimmed Celtic's top scorer. Well, of course, this is the first came off the bench. So yeah, Parkville's first season. Yeah, Parkville's And we've Colin Carney there playing for Trim. Well, it's their second season. Didn't, didn't they win yeah. a uh, win last year as well? So uh, I don't think that because we ain't in finished the, here yet. But in, in the Premier, yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Going well for Trim Celtic and Parkville in fairness are doing well and Dulik are the other uh, me team that are in the Premier Division there in the NEFL. So mm. I think that's pretty much um, all the, all she wrote for this week's podcast, Jimmy. Um, quiet enough weekend on the inter-county scene. Of course, forgot to mention the Mead ladies are playing Wicklow in the Leinster Intermediate Semi-Final in Partolchen on Sunday at 2 o'clock. That's a huge game for them as well. Of course, lost to Wicklow in the first round of the Ladies Leinster Intermediate last year when they were def- they were the defended champions. But they had an impressive victory over Leash, wasn't it? You were at, at that game there impressive a few weeks ago, over, Impressive win over Leash a couple of weeks ago. Mm, so uh, Monica McGurk outstanding. And I see she was named as the uh, WGPA Player of the Month or Player of the Week. Uh, yeah. For last week, she our player of the month actually. I think it was a series of outstanding Great performances. Goalkeeper, yeah. Brilliant goalkeeper. And Jay, so, um, Stacey Grimes as well. Was Stacey Grimes is gone to America. As to America. is, is yeah, gone yeah. now. As is Neve Galogli. Uh, yeah, so, so Mead are, are short a couple of players for that game against Wicklow. But big losses. In Partolchen, huge losses. But in Partolchen, they have a good strong bench. As as Eamon Murray has told us before. This is the reason why they carry so many good top quality players is that when one or two are injured or unavailable or just off form, that they have plenty of players mm. to step into well, the breach. So yeah. best of luck to the it's Mead ladies. It's about having strength and depth as well. Yeah, best of luck to the Mead ladies in their intermediate semi-final on Saturday. Um, so as I said, this week's Mead Chronicle is out this evening. We have full coverage and the top 100 finishers from the Patrick Bell and Nicky Phillips 5K race in Bohemian. At the weekend, another huge turnout for those races. And again, well done to Stephen Ball and the huge team out there, Bohemian AC, for a, a superbly ran Nicky Phillips and uh, Patrick Bell event out there. Uh, a quick word for the Trim Braveheart race, which is on this Friday night in Trim, uh, as, as you might expect, where the Trim Braveheart race will be held. But it's on this Friday night. Uh, a huge crowd expected for that one as well. And... Um, of course, our our champion trainers and our champion jockeys are flying high as well with wins for Gordon Elliott uh, last week. Declan McDonough was also amongst the winners. Robbie Colgan, trainer John McConnell, uh, Gordon Elliott, as we said, Jerry Lyons, Colin Keane were winners as well last week in Wexford, as with Gavin Cromwell. So, you know, our, our 
our football team is on the rise. Our senior hurling team are in a Christie Ring Cup. Our trainers and jockeys continue to be amongst the very, very best in the world. Not just on a national or a local level. In internationally, we continue to, to lead the field there. So... Uh, all is healthy, Jimmy, in the world of mead sports at the minute. Well, yes, uh, see, you know, there's a lot of success there, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see how how Dublin we'll see how it Dublin. pans out. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah, exactly. But um, look, this is the, this is uh, taking on the, the big guys now. We're in the big league now. We're in the big league now. Um, I've been Fergal Lynch. That's been Jimmy Gagan, and we've been trying to talk a good game. No, no.